obviously I'm going to obviously put working hardest to be successful here. You know, and I'll, what I do is I'll, I'll do it with passion. You know, I'll try my best and we'll work hard. Uh, I think that goes for everybody behind the scenes here. You know, because you want to be successful. Uh, that's my aim is to be successful. So. St Johnston one, Hibernian nil, and it's the Perthshire side who strike first. We're gonna make it bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. Callum Davidson and St Johnston seize their moment. It is their day to shine in the Hamden sun. St Johnston and the League Cup to their 2014 Scottish Cup. to you personally to be able to do it for a second time? Listen, it was amazing the first time we'd done it again the Betfred Cup. Uh, still the boys were elated in the changing room and to get the chance to get to another final and it being the Scottish Cup final, it's just it's a massive opportunity for us in the club and we just want to get over the line. Chance to become legends. The greatest stage in Scottish football, the Scottish Cup final. So Gogic the dummy, in comes the ball, and there is the goal! The man who won the League Cup for St Johnston lands the first blow of the Scottish Cup final! It is St Johnston legend Sean Rooney! And that's it! A superb season has just become an extraordinary season for St Johnston Football Club! Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St Johnson one up in Austria. The Dogger Saints podcast is proudly sponsored by Starn Apparel. Starn Apparel is an independent fashion brand from Scotland, creating high quality and stylish attire for on and off the terraces. Listeners of this podcast can get a 10% discount at the checkout on their order by using the code Dogger Saints. Check out their website now at starnapparel.co.uk or find them on all the usual social media platforms. It's on the clock! It's in! It is unbelievable! What a chance! And a goal for Paul Kane! 
Preston letting fly with an order to magnificent goal. The ball's inside, and there it is. That's it. St. Johnson are in the final. Stevie May. He scored. Callum Hendry. Stephen Anderson scores. And what is it about Sean Rooney and Cup finals? He's gone and done it again. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Dogger Saints podcast with me, Sam Miller. I'm joined by Danny Williams. Hello, Danny. Hello, Sam. How are you? Oh, well, what a week. We were thinking about swithering whether to have a podcast, but unfortunately we are uh, a manager down this week. First time ever on the podcast. It is the first time ever on the podcast, yeah. We started, yeah, Callum was manager when we started. So, yeah, I think, obviously, we discussed it with numerous people last week. Had some big Mick energy. <laughs> Hashtag but, big Mick uh, energy. The word that came up, or sort of sadly and regrettably came up last week, and that's the um, that's the general general feeling. Um, there's no joy in seeing anyone lose a job, and certainly no joy in seeing someone like Callum Davidson, who's done so much for the club, so many wonderful things for the club over the years as a player, as assistant, and you know, despite what some would have you believe as a manager, certainly no joy in seeing him get his jotters, but. It was difficult to see a way forward, though. It was. Um, well, we'll talk about Callum pretty much at length in this episode today, but we do have other features. Obviously, we bring the good times. We will talk about the Livingston game. That's not a good time. Not a good time. <laughs> no, it's not a good time. Uh, we'll speak to Liam from the Ammon View podcast. See, Johnson Women's Team. Nickname, man. Yeah, hi. That, honestly, God. Yeah, well, we'll talk about him in length. If yeah. he's got a nickname for... If everybody heard him yesterday, he's the, the, the match day announcer at Livingston. And uh, when, was it Jason Holt? He called the Muscle Bra Chavi. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nonsense. But don't get me wrong. We, oh, yeah. we want equally ridiculous nicknames for St. Johnson players going forward. But uh, speaking of ridiculously named Saints things, theme team is back with a McDonald's twist this week. So we'll have a little uh, deep dive into that one later. Uh, we have got Club Shop of Shame. We'll talk about the Hibs game as well, our last home game of the season, where there will indeed be a new manager at the helm. Stephen McLean. Yeah, in the hot seat now, Mulmaka, stepping up on a temporary basis, as it is at the minute. That's as far as we know from, from what the club have released, and um, good luck, mate. <laughs> Let's talk about the Levy game, first of all. It was, as Ryan McGowan said in the post-match, it was powder puff, and I can't disagree with him. No, it was absolutely chucked it, yes. First half especially, came out and had a bit more of a go in the second half. Rudin, when he came on, was just on a one-man mission to get himself sent off. Yeah, really was, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was uh, fired up to say the least. But yeah, um, changing formation, he tried to go, to be fair, Callum, maybe there was an indication of something there. There was a lot of sort of quite attacking players on that pitch. I mean, having playing a 4 4 2 with Dre and Montgomery as your fullbacks was um, was quite something. Uh, it didn't, didn't come off, but simply, um, Dre probably. Yeah, I'm loathsome to have a pop at Jay Wright, but with an actual fullback on the pitch, that first goal probably doesn't happen. But yeah, soft goals. The first one was very soft. It just went completely through them. Newbly won it. Yeah, big Joel. He yeah, loves yeah, a, he, he loves, loves a goal against, against us. us. Uh, absolutely. That's the one. See if there was a Premier League team that had Joel Newbly, the Forrest brothers, Janelli. Uh, <sighs> Um, who, uh, Gino loves a goal honest to god it's just the same boys every single time that chipping with goals against us it's 
it's it's fairly annoying. Remember when Chris Deutsch hadn't um, scored a goal for about a decade and got four in one game against us? That was some laugh. <laughs> that was a bad. Who was the boy at Livingston? He used to. Well, he's been a few places. I think he was at Dundee at one point. Um, oh, what's he called? Scott Robertson loved the goal against us. Yeah, just it's just it wasn't good and. I'd be fair to say I don't think it was all Callum's fault yesterday, which is a shame because I think the players did nothing for him yesterday. No, and this is a point I'm going to come on to a little bit later um, in general. But yeah, they was they looked and, and Callum had come out in his post match statement and actually didn't really disagree with him. Didn't really look at the reasons why they just looked. They looked short of confidence. They looked like they lacked a little bit of clarity in the roles. I think because he was just trying to go for it a little bit. He was trying to get quite a lot of attacking players on and they maybe didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah, there was no real style of play. There was no real... Nobody even looked like grabbing the game by the scuff of the neck. Dan the man maybe tried, but he had an absolute stinker. Um, he just had a bad game. Huckled off at half-time, but that wasn't... I don't think that was for any lack of trying. Even Cameron McPherson, say what you will about him. The one thing you always get from him is a shift. Even he just wasn't himself. It was... It was so bad. The away end was a bit of an unpleasant place to be at times. Callum kind of knew his fate. After. He, he knew. He looked like a beaten man. Eh? Like he knew that. You could tell by his, his body language as well. It just the, the fight uh, was out of as was out of him at this point, which is a it's a terrible shame. But changes needed to be made, and you can't sack forty guys, unfortunately. And fortunately, as a manager, <laughs> where the buck stops, you probably would based on yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe um, <laughs> you could sack thirty folk then. Not would gladly. But you can't, and um, I think the club have the club have probably come to. And you can argue either way about come the end of the season. I still maintain my biggest issue is sort of maybe biggest relief is still to come with the transfer window, um, because judging by the last few, it didn't instill me with an awful lot of confidence. But and there is going to need to be yet another rebuild, or maybe the first rebuild, to be honest, because it has looked like a patch up job this season. Um, can't remember what's going on. Yeah, I think if people say, oh, we should have made, you know, he was our best bet of keeping us up, of getting something out of the last six games, then or getting enough out of the last six games, then yeah, fair enough. Actually, not, you know, if that's the view, then that's the view. My own personal view was just the way it had gone. And again, sadly, the way it had gone, best chance we had was just making a change and hoping, hoping that that galvanises them. Somehow, I know we're not at the bottom of the league and I know there's a few teams in between us on the bottom, but we're going one way. Yeah, it's uh, it was, it was some bizarre comments he made as well, like he said, we need to roll up our sleeves. I don't know why he needs to come out in the press and say stuff like that. That should be a fucking given. It should be, but if you're going to play Milk or Holberg, then you're sealing your own fate because... He's he's a he's a shite bag, pretty much, isn't he? All the talent oh, in the world. Oh, yeah. He's not the guy you want to to be leading your your fight for survival when it needs to be battles and scraps all over the pitch. He's not the guy for that. He's vice captain too. Um, it's honestly. But you look at it. Yeah, there's been some bizarre decisions made, and that happens. And you got to remember, he's someone. Callum is someone at the start of his managerial duty. Uh, duty. Uh, journey. Um, you haven't got a managerial duty anymore. Um. <laughs> Is at the start of his managerial journey and he's going to make mistakes. I think it was the repeated nature of the mistakes that were really, really worrying um, and a bit of inflexibility. And you know what? I actually hope because I don't dislike the guy in the slightest and he gave us some great times. I actually hope that this is a bit of a wake-up call for him and now he's out of the heat of it. Yeah. He can have a look and he can think, right, 
where did I go wrong? Where can I adapt? Where can I change? And we said it before, or we might not have said it before, but I'm going to say it now. Um, even from our dealings in the podcast, the guy likes to be in control. He's not a delegator. And he needs to, I think he needs to learn that. Uh, first of all, I think maybe he needs to learn a bit of flexibility, a little bit of man management stuff. I, d- I don't know. I, I mean, that is a sort of throw out comment because I'm not in the dressing room. So he needs to go away and reflect and hopefully, because you don't win cup doubles if you don't have a bit of talent, then uh, rebuild for me. Because I'd like to see him do well. His recruitment He's not brought in the right type of players that St. Johnson needed, which is may not be the best ability, but are absolute battles and scrappers and the type of, like a Tommy Wright team, so to speak. And they've got the right positive mental. They're all screaming and shouting at each other. Like in the past, like white line syndrome, there was none of that. It was yesterday was just that there was like, even at goal kicks, there was not one person looking for the ball. It was all heads down, just trudging off. It was so bad. It was a beaten team. Yeah, it was a beaten team. And there was a point in the first half, and I can't remember if it was a throw-in or just Montgomery had wound up with a little bit of time on the ball. And you're looking right. Um, if we were playing fives, we'd be screaming, get moving. And we were sort of in that position. We'd be screaming, get moving, get moving. And that's what it was like. A bunch of fat lads knackered after 50 minutes at Bells. That's exactly what it was like. And um, not saying anything about any of the lads that have been playing fives with on a Thursday night. <laughs> um, but um, it's, yeah. It was, yeah, they were beaten. They were, they were beaten before they come out of the tunnel. Or it looked like they were. Anyway, so, and that's when you pretty much know that a change is going to come, really. Is his legacy intact? I think it's a very confused legacy, but I think of, not confused, very complicated picture. Because football's not linear, it's not black and white, unless you're Alex Ferguson or, I don't know, Carlo Ancelotti, someone like that, Jock Steen. And I think particularly if Macca and the guys can, uh, if they are there for the whole seat, uh, you know, for the last six games, if Macker and the guys can can keep us up, then yeah, I do think people won't people will remember the good times and will remember those sort of glorious nine months we had. Basically bookended by the two League Cup semi-finals, the Hibs one where we won 3-0, and then the Celtic one, you know, that was in February, the Celtic one in the November, um, which really brought a close to close to the era. But I'm just gonna ask you before we wrap up. What's aside from the obvious? What's your favourite Callum memory? I'm blatantly nicking this off St Johnston fans on there on Twitter who asked the question. But aside from the two cup finals, which aren't actually my favourites, and I'll get onto that in a minute. What's what's your favourite Callum memory? Galatasaray and last away. Um, oh. Galatasaray one all in Galatasaray, unbelievable. Even going down four two at home, like getting that equaliser was just like. Here we go, we're maybe half a match away from group stage football and then last go away getting one all and then obviously all going a bit Pete Tong. But the European nights were pretty special. Um, yeah, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Motherwell away at the uh, middle of last season when it was absolute shit show. I didn't know <laughs> what a day that was. That ma- I, I tell you what, we're slagging off a lot of games this season. Okay, that might have been the idea. He might have actually gone on the upward curve from there. Um, or the idea. <laughs> speaking of the idea, that was a misguided um, misadventure. <laughs> and actually, the European nights were amazing. I mean, just the whole thing. It was lovely, you know, them balmy sort of late summer's nights where you, we had 
Boss running up from the dogger, you know, all that 10 minutes up the road to make <laughs> 10 minute walk up the road to McDermott and we ran a bus. But yeah, and, you know, we were all meeting for pints beforehand and going back for a pint after. And, you know, I think there was still unbelievable vibes about the place. I think for me, though, the cup quarter final against Rangers. Do you know what? History. In 30 years' time, people will forget about two very, very average seasons. People will remember Rangers. They'll remember two cup, cup double, obviously. They'll remember Galatasaray. They'll remember Lask. They'll remember beating Hibs in the semi-final 3-0. They'll remember uh, Glenn Middleton's massive, wonderfully free kick in the other semi-final. They'll remember Chris Kane scoring against Galatasaray. You'll remember Xander Clark scoring. These are the things you'll remember because games like yesterday, you won't remember because it was absolutely terrible. Like, he's done so much in that space of time. Rangers, even this season, James Brown, Thunderbolt... Um, these are the oh. things you'll remember in history. In 30 years' time, that's what this is what you'll remember. I'm with you on that. And I tell you what, that um that Rangers game. So our good mate Norrie um mentioned him a lot on the podcast. He you see the YouTube stuff before he had a bed. Norrie always goes on about the Airdrie game. So as a complete game of football. That Rangers game was honestly that had everything in it. I, I look back actually, and this is and it actually made me a little bit sad because you remember that night, Rangers were unbeaten in the league under Gerard, They were on an unbelievable European run that season, actually, which gets forgotten about because the one they went on the season after. They'd beaten Celtic the round before, who admittedly were bobbins. And we okay. went there and we absolutely... They were on top of... You know, they were on top of us because they were Rangers, but, and they were a good Rangers side. But we got them toe-to-toe, battled them, absolutely out-battled them. And Tavernier scored five minutes ago and, you know, in extra time they've played you know nearly two hours of football and they still didn't give up and admittedly it went to hilarious circumstances a big Xander being unmarked in the you know the six foot seven bloke in luminous green being unmarked <laughs> and then obviously the penalty shoot out and you know Jason Kerr smashing it in the top corner but I mean it's it is hard to compare because none of those guys are about anymore really or very few um you compare that to yesterday and jacked it. It's sad. It is sad to think about. But to, as you say, a few years' time, don't even think 30 years' time, mainly because I don't want to think about when I'm in my 60s. Hmm. Um, even in a few years' time, we'll remember the good. I don't think we'll remember the bad. Absolutely right. Callum, thank you for the memory, sir. But there was a battling team which was not in Livingston. It was at the Riverside Stadium with the St. Johnson women's team. That song appeared on Popmas the other day. I was three and ten for sleep. I'm like, I'm alive! I'm alive! Thanks to the women for that. St. Johnson went at home to Stirling University today and they were two down within 10 minutes. Now, this game kicked up at one o'clock, so my phone was going daft because obviously that's when the announcement of Callum Davidson was made. And then I look up and then Stirling score a goal and then I get loads of messages and then I look up again and Stirling Albion are two up. So it, it was a pretty rough 10 minutes to be a St. Johnson fan, in all fairness. But you did get a text from me with the exact wording and I will, <laughs> I will get the exact wording. Mate, I stink and I'm fucked. And I still have five miles to go. You're on your own. Yes. Uh, so you, I ditched you. And you missed the best game of the season. Well, I'd like to take credit for today's victory and for the entertainment everyone at Riverside Park enjoyed because I didn't make it. Yes, uh, I did. And it was great. 2-0 down uh, after 15 minutes. Uh, LV McLean uh, got a goal just before halftime to make it 2-1. And then they came out in 1-3-2. Morgan Seedman came off the bench to score the winner. And also uh, Ellie Cowie from left back scored a beauty of a goal as well. So a good 3-2 victory for the ladies today. They're back at home in East Fife on Wednesday. And I caught up with goal scorers Elvie, who gets called John Joe, which I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> 
Morgan Steedman and coach Jamie Reynolds. So I am joined by goal winner, nonetheless, Morgan Steedman. Did you have a point to prove today? No, absolutely not. It's always just about winning. I hate, I hate the team getting beat. I've always been a player where doesn't matter how many goals I score, doesn't matter what the result is, as long as we win, that's the main thing. So that's all my my plan was going out today and my goal was going out today was just to, to help the team win and it's always for the girls in the changing room. You've made it awfully difficult for yourselves early doors going down too, but it just shows you the kind of character in the team. Yeah, I think probably towards the start of the season and maybe last season we would have let that really affect us, but it shows that they've got a really strong character being able to come back from that and some of the some of the football that they, they played in the, the first two goals was absolutely brilliant, so um, the girls should be really proud of themselves and how they made the comeback. Talk about the two goals, but the the third was pretty spectacular, your goal. Can you talk us through that? Just, I, I think it was a fluke that went over the girls' head and I just turned in, my eyes lit up when I seen that there was nobody in front of me and I just hit it as hard as I could. <laughs> and job done. Um, East Fife back here uh, on Wednesday. Uh, what's your approach going into that game? Just the same as always, work, work as hard as we possibly can, be patient play out the game plan that we get given and play for each other. We've we've shown that we can get three points against them, but we've also shown that we can drop points against them. So I think it's about just showing our character and showing our strength in the football that we can play and going out there and working as hard as we can. Brilliant. We'll see you on Wednesday. Cheers, Morgan. You. So you achieved what the men's team couldn't do yesterday, which was come from two goals behind to win 3-2. You showed some cracking bounce-back ability and you scored the opening goal today as well. Uh, How did you feel about your goal today? Um, I was really happy to score. Like, I'm obviously, it's my first goal of the season, so it was nice to finally put one away. And just really happy that I was able to help the team get the win. You did score in a friendly against Dundee United, which I believe, I wasn't at the game, but it was from 55 yards. Is that right? Maybe not 55 yards, it was outside the box definitely, but yeah, I've been trying to shoot a bit more because you don't, you don't obviously score if you don't shoot, so I'm just happy it's paying off. You went down uh, two goals earlier on, but brought it back to 3-2. What was said at half-time when you went into the dressing room? Um, Just that we needed, they looked a wee bit like they were more up for it at the start, um, and that we just needed to show like what a good footballing team we were, get the ball down and just believe in ourselves. And I think something that really helped was after we conceded the second goal, we just got together as a team and just almost like settled, settled ourselves down. Um, and I think after that point, I think we were like the most likely to score the rest of the game. It was, and it was a brilliant comeback and uh, thoroughly deserved. You're back here again on Wednesday for another home game. What? positives will you take out of today going into Wednesday's match? Um, just the fight we showed and the fact that like the togetherness we have as a team um, I think was really important. Um, just hopefully get another result. Yeah. Brilliant and we'll see you on Wednesday. Cheers Elvie. Yes, so two goals down after 10 minutes but we they made a remarkable comeback 3-2. Um, what do you take out of today's performance? Yeah, I think um, the character that the group showed was was first class. Um, they were a wee bit slow in starting and, and we kind of spoke to them a wee bit about that. There was obviously a wee stoppage in the play and yeah. we, we kind of had that chat just to say, look, we need an urgency, we need to play our game. Um, and straight after that, we, we did. So it's, it's all credit to, um, to the group. Really, really good, I think. To be fair, as soon as it went, 2-0 and we had that little bit um, of a chat. We were the only team that looked like the big scoring, I think. So, yeah, good day at the office. Very good day at the office. Uh, Morgan came off the bench and scored an absolute wonder goal. Um, you expect that from her when she comes on to any game, doesn't, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Morgan, um, to be fair to her, we've, we, we've had conversations with Morgan that she's 
probably been a wee bit unlucky in the last few weeks. Obviously, she's um, she's been on the bench, but to, to come on and do that, what a what a performance from her, what a finish from her, and that's exactly what she's capable of. So, um, from us, it's um, it's just important that that we can help Morgan achieve that because she's she's one of the league's top goal scorers for a reason. So, um, yeah, delighted for her to come on and get that goal and um, hopefully build on it on Wednesday. Exactly. Touching on that, East Fife here on Wednesday, uh, which is probably I think one of the last home games before uh, on the run of 44 consecutive yeah. home games that you've had. Um, what are you going to take out of today's match that you can take into the East Fife match on Wednesday evening? Um, to be honest, I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting any opposition here, but when, when we looked at East Fife and we looked at Stirling, we spoke about the respect that they, that they deserve because of uh, of recent performances and recent results that the both of them have. But similarly, we look at what where we want to be um, as a football club and we want to go and, to go and get two victories. So we, we said to the players today that this was half a job. Um, we've done the first half, now on Wednesday we go and, we go and do the second half. And I think if we played... The way that we did um, after the, the second goal that we conceded, then we, we could beat anyone in this league um, quite 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 well. So, yeah, exactly the same. Go and perform exactly the same, and, and I think we'll be we'll be good on Wednesday. And if anybody does come down on Wednesday, if it's anything like today, they're in for an absolute treat of a match. It was uh, enthralling, absolutely brilliant performance. Congratulations, and we'll see you again on Wednesday. Excellent, thank you, thank you. So yeah, I hundred percent recommend getting down to Riverside on Wednesday to catch each faith game. They've only won one game this season, so. Of fingers crossed it's going to be pretty comfortable for the St. Johnson women's team. My favourite bit yesterday, Dan, I wasn't down, I was speaking to Jason McCrindle and we were kind of standing in the corner and we were trying to run the clock down a bit so the ball went out and Jason went, I'll get the ball. So he kind of dondered over to get the ball, <laughs> which was maybe about 30 yards away and walked back with the ball, <laughs> went under the barrier and handed it to <laughs> And handed it to Ellie and literally took about a minute and a half. Everybody's pissing himself and the rest like, this is getting added on. So that was that was a that was a clear highlight of the match. And I hope Ellie May enjoyed her steak pie and uh, uh, potato, roast potatoes, which were getting done in the air fryer. I, I, I was her mum, Lynn, which I suggested uh, she, she do the roast potatoes in the air fryer. She'd never done them before Ooh. like that. Oh, yeah. Crisp, a nice crispy finish to them. Well, I don't want an air fry. I'm, I'll, I'll give you my roast potatoes recipe um, at some point. But um, in case it's good radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only... Um, yeah, it's not as if... Right, a couple of things. One, it's not as if Jason um, can't kick a ball. Game manager, he's using all his genius experience there. But um, the, other, the other thing is just um, a bit of something that came out after the game today. Uh, the women's team have, have lost a friend of our show. Megan Sadie's off to driver. Yeah, Megan's <laughs> off to driver. Um, so I'm not very best to look to Megan. She's a ah, cracker. So been spending a fair bit of time on the bench, really. Becky Cameron having a stellar season in goal. So well done to the uh, well done to the women's team tonight. Uh, a very handy three points. And as we would say, get yourselves to the game on Wednesday. Exactly. Wednesday night, quarter eight kickoff. I'll be going down. Uh... It's a it's a it's a fine old event. It's a great day. The team were brilliant today, and it's actually a thoroughly entertaining watch. And it's been probably the best game of the season I've seen them. So, well done, uh, all the team, the management team, all the players. Um, it was a great performance uh, from them. And again, East Fife on Wednesday. But sorry, Dan, sorry I just need to bring a bit of clarity in before this. Go on. Um, when I said I'm, I stink and I'm fucked uh, on a Sunday morning, that would usually mean that I've been out on the bev. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, the night before I was running. I, need, I just wanted to clarify this. A solid 18 miles today, Dan. Good total. Yeah, I'm, um, a little bit, a few aches and pains, but hey, champs like us, baby, we were born to run. Tell you what happened. This was going to be my, my se segue into the next link, Dan. So the kiosk was All open, right. which means I didn't need to order a McDonald's at half time. 
Speaking of McDonald's, it's theme team. Theme team. Yeah, that, that, that's all I had. Um, theme team this week was McDonald's, St. Johnson players and McDonald's smashed together. We had some absolute belters. You're going to do them this week, Dan, because I've got a new kind of rig up and I can't get onto Twitter. So a smashed burger, as the hipsters would say. Oh, yeah, smashed burger at McDonald's. Nice. Um, anyway. You got a smashing right. burger. Oh, you do get a smashing <laughs> burger. Shouldn't have bought the chicken Big Mac up. Oh, it's back. We had a couple that, um, <laughs> that you... Sort of got out of the way early doors. Stevie made old chicken before everyone sort of got in with it. Uh, your other one, do we get away with? I assume you meant to send this off your own account. <laughs> it looks like you're talking to yourself. Do we get away with chicken select center forward and now director Roddy Grant? <laughs> yes, thank you. Thanks well, for well coming. Done, Sam. Right, anyway, we go down, we get to business. Right, Liam Innes. End of the show. Tonight's guest, Peter Big MacDonald. Good. Solid. Good. So, yeah, solid start in my opinion. There was a, there was a photo with him with um, uh, Jürgen Klinsmann today. Kelly versus Celtic. He was there because he's South Korean manager and he was there to see Oh, Ah, has he got a South Korea job? Yeah, right. at Rugby Park. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, of course they were at Rugby Park because of James McFadden ramblings that were doing the rounds. But anyway, <laughs> right, now we're into the serious business, Sam. Go for Chris it. McLaughlin. The Hamburglar's gonna Karlstrand. The Hamburglar. What a... That gets added kudos for being a 90s reference as well. Yes. And Lars gonna Karlstrand and his dog. Ted. Ted, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Ted the Roy. Uh, he was a Roy. Right. Um, Very good, Chris. Gary Monroe. No, 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 no. Gary Monroe. James Hash Brown. <laughs> That's all right. About another... solid addition to the breakfast. I'd, um, I'd rather be home in Kirkcaldy, though. I'd rather be home in Kirkcaldy. I'm not singing Jordan Monroe. Right. Um, Cammy Big Macpherson. Nice. A, a bit of a variation on a theme. But... <laughs> any McDonald's is going to work with this one, not really, or any Macs. Yeah. Tommy Sprite. Now, that's really good, but I'm <laughs> tempted not to include... I'm tempted not to include soft drinks because you can get them from anywhere. Uh, it's good, though. But you, I don't think I'd buy a Sprite anywhere other than McDonald's. I've never gone in, I'd shop and thought, do you know what, I really fancy a nice refreshing can of Sprite. Do you want to know about my McDonald's thing? Right? And it's going to tie into this last one. So, Fran Fantaza, very good. <laughs> Fantaza. Um, yeah, that is good. Fantaza. You know how you go into a restaurant and if you're having sort of beef or lamb, they'll say, oh, I have the red wine. <laughs> We're having chicken. Oh, I have the white wine. Right, or fish. <laughs> I've got a similar system at McDonald's. If I'm having a beef burger, I'll get a coat. But if I'm having chicken, I'll have a thunder. I have no idea why I do this. I'm so weird. That is, um, that is weird. You're right. right. It's weird behavior. Right. Dave McDonald, Dave the Rave. He's got a few in. Paul Gherkinard. Kinnaird. Yeah. Gherkinard. Right. Yep. Got it. Yep. yep. Quarter pound Derek Holmes. <laughs> nonsense. Yep. <laughs> Variation on a theme Miguel Samuel Chicken. Samuel chicken, yep, that works. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that. Sausage and Paddy Craig McMuffin. Paddy, Sausage and Craig McMuffin, did you just say that? Yeah. That is absolutely That's tremendous. That's Magnus. Yes. Yeah. Magnus has got him to that of us. I think he's Magnus Mackay. Elliot Menzies, Chief Commissioner of the Banto. McSandy Clark Shake. No! McSandy Clark Shake. I don't get it. Oh! No. David Rabbit, last week it was a Operation Rooney. Operation Sean Rooney. Operation Rooney. That was what it was. I don't know. I think. Oh, that's quite just... good, actually. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, um, that was from a few weeks ago. I worked it out. It just came to me. I went Operation Rooney. I went, 
Now I get it. <laughs> now we get it. Right, Glenn, Stephen Big McLean. Right. I mean, we're in Scotland. We're going to have a lot of people in Mac, Mac or Mac in the name having played for us and Big Mac. So I'll be ruling them out as winners. Yeah, we need to have an adju- no, we need to have an adjudication on it. Um, oh, this is brilliant, actually. Stephen Smith, sorry, but the McFlurry machine's broken. <laughs> yeah, I get good. this. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Right, Colin, Colin McCready. Oh, McCready, I need to ask him tomorrow. Philip Fish Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. thoroughly acceptable. I think his stronger entry, from Colin. Is uh, McFlurry Davidson. Flurry Davidson is a good shout. Flurry Very Davidson. good. Yep. That's a Flurry Davidson yeah. one. But yep, Colin McCready slash McCready. Excellent. SD Oswald. I think it's Steve. Grant McFlurry. Uh, Grant Murray. Yep. Go over that one. And Phantom Scoby. <laughs> Phantom Scoby is good as well. Yep. A few beverages there. <laughs> Darnell, Andy Gannon. Darnell Filio Fisher. <laughs> I can't argue with it. I actually like that. Gannon, well played. Yeah, well played, Andy. Teddy, you've gone from the ridiculous to the sublime here. Our old mate Teddy. First, he didn't get the memo because he's gone Craig's the Bakers. Nope, not getting that. It wasn't generic fast food, but then he comes in with I'm McLovincrans in it. I'm McLovincrans. Yeah, yeah, that is ridiculous. I'm McLovincrans. I'm McLovincrans it. I couldn't say the. Very good. Brian Roper. Brian Gray Hamburger. Graham, yeah, well, that works. Yeah, Brian Graham, Brian Graham Burger. Yeah, well done. The Nine Citizen is coming with Stuart McCaffrey. Ray. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stuart McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's that that works. Phil and Archibald, Dan Phillips or Fish. Also works. I'll prefer Phil or Fisher, though, I reckon. Yeah. Dylan also came in with Big Zach. <laughs> yep. Okay. This has got the juices flowing. It's got you fantasizing and tantalizing about some mackage. Stephen Mason, Filippo Fish. Philippe, right? You okay? Yep. Got you. Yep. Nice. Good play on Filippo uh, Fish. It's something I've never ordered in McDonald's. Oh, I like Filippo Fish. What, um, drink, what drink do you have with that? A milkshake. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a drink for that. Right. Um, Kenny Baldo. Uh, Big Macca. I like it. Nice and simple. Scott Gordon. He's got a couple of. Entries here. One of them's brilliant, actually. James Bum. <laughs> nice. Phil A. Scott, which he has had to cut, cl- which he has had to sort of cl- clarify as being Philip Scott. If you have to clarify, it doesn't count. Colin McKay. Oh, mate, Colin. He's coming with Chris Happy Mealer and, oh, this is good, actually. Mozzarella Dippers. Mozzarella Dippers. Was that? Mozzarella Dippers, yeah. Yep, nice. Yeah, well done, Colin. And here to piss off conservatives has come in with Malka Halberger. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> terrible, terrible footballer. But handsome. But very handsome. He's not a terrible footballer. No, he's not. He's probably too good, but he's just not. But heart of a mouse, the man. But let's not, we're not here to hate on Milka. <laughs> it's not a Milka. There's going to be an headlight on that. But a good entry. Indeed. We need some winners, though. Right. I've got, a, I've got a feeling I'm going to go overvolt. Sausage and Craig McMuffin, I would say. Oh, that's going in there. McFlurry Sheen is broken. And Phil Fisher. <laughs> He's definitely going in there. Hamburg Lars going to Karlstrand. Yeah, the very same. Yep, that's in. That's the, the four this week. So put it to a vote. Now, next week, I've thought about the theme, Dan, already. Oh. Because we've not really um, talked about this because we're not really one We didn't talk about it during the phone-in. But on the 1st of April, we put out a little prank to say that we were changing our name to Saints Hub. Uh, and there was, a, <laughs> there was a lot of innocent people. Is this going to be a pornography vault? Yes. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> so we're going for sex acts. 
<laughs> um, and apologies to anybody that's never been on uh, the other hub and genuinely thought we were changing our name. You are, you are way too innocent. Um, there's a few people in the pub. Oh, oh you're, you're being at serious. It. Yeah, or you're at it. Of course you are. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. At it. But um, if you can think of any kind of anything to do with pornography this week, this is what we're going for. I'll start with Theo Bearback. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, may I on your face? <laughs> Murray David's son and stepmom of pornography. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody who lets oh, their children listen I'm to this. I'm usually terrible at this. Uh, we'll, find, we'll finally find one you're good at. Apologies to anybody that's going to be easily offended by this. Well, we'll put this at the end of the episode next week and we'll give you advance warning to skip it, but I'd imagine we're going to get a... a There'll be a few entries this week, but that's the ones we've thought of so far. If you can think of any other ones, you can DM us if you don't want to publicly make yourself out to be a pervert. And uh, now we know what kind of porn Dan likes. It's time to speak to our first guest of the evening. It is, unfortunately, back to sad times. Uh, Living some match yesterday, but we're going to speak to uh, Liam Innes. The man who's appeared on this podcast for the fourth time. That's just an obnoxious amount of times. Obnoxious is the word I would use to describe him. Here he is. Hi, Liam. You all right, pal? Very well. I'm I, very well. I bet you how are. You, how are you both? All the better for speaking to you, my friend. Oh, that's cute. I was so happy to see you both yesterday. Thanks, mate. You played all right yesterday. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, when you play the best 11 players that you've got, you seem to play quite well. And that's something that Martindale has chosen not to do <laughs> the past what feels like 40 weeks um welcome to our world. yesterday oh my god yesterday when we seen the lineup when we seen bruce anderson mainly um when we seen his name everyone was a bit like okay like this is our day i think see no i, I thought as, as good as we were i thought first half i thought we were brilliant second half i thought we were not poor but just a bit Job was done, I think. Game was won. That Graham Carey chance. I was like, <laughs> they're not scoring. <laughs> uh, no. Um, absolutely not. That was what he's known at five sides as the Miller. Now finish, <laughs> leaning back in the side foot. I think. Million if, yards over the bar. If that fell to me at five side, it would trickle towards the goalkeeper. It would be on, <laughs> technically, it would be on target. It would not trouble the goalkeeper. Don't take any pride in it. It's like that scene so, from Uncle Buck where they're bowling and he rolls the ball and actually the ball hits the pin <laughs> and the pin doesn't move <laughs> just because it's going yeah, that slow. If, <laughs> if the object of the game was to get the ball as close to the pins without knocking any over, you'd be world champion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your commentary. Um, a couple of things I need to point out. How come you knew before the referee that the VAR decision for the offside wasn't? <laughs> right. Thankfully, it was the right call. <laughs> so what happens in McDermott you just don't have a screen but you've got a scoreboard there yeah. same as you right okay so yeah essentially what happens is there's like the screen will just flash up with a, a message saying VAR check for possible red card VAR check for this VAR check for that and basically what had happened was the VAR check flashed up as if it was the goal was already given and they were checking it for offside. So then Colin, the other guy, uh, the other announcer, he announced checking goal for possible offside. And then VAR went, oh shit, that's not the right one. So then they changed it to checking offside possible goal. But then he seen that as no goal. And then I was like, no, <laughs> it could still be a goal. Uh, but thankfully, the, the decision was 
no goal. Um, it was a lot tighter than what I thought as well. Ah, yeah, I've seen it on sports. You know, it was literally. You kind of suggested that at the time, Dan, at the match when this is a looked a lot tighter than what it actually turned out to to be. I, I'll yeah. be honest with you, I thought it was on, and I was really worried because I thought the away end would have actually imploded. The heads would have just Im- exploded up left, right, and centre. To be fair, from from my angle, I was like, Jesus, like why are they even checking that? Like <laughs> that was horrendously offside. Yeah. Um, but then when I seen the the replay, I, I, it just sort of shows how quick uh, Bruce Anderson is. But I don't know if you're going to come on to it. But obviously the control room where I'm based is um, in the away end, and holy fuck, Aye. it was uh, pretty toxic. Like, the, and that's coming from a, a third party. Yeah, the the lino was getting it tighter than what he should have. That should never. Then then there was a security guard having an argument about. Somebody spotted a bottle. I don't know. It was just a nasty old atmosphere yesterday. And I think just months in an, accumu- accumu- an accumulation. An accumulation. We'll save that for the <laughs> theme team next week. Um, but yeah, just I think months and months of just build up of just terrible football is kind of spelled out. You should never kind of direct it or throw anything at anybody. It's uh, We do not condone that in the slightest. And But I think six or three policemen to usher out a wee guy was maybe overhanded as well, I feel. Yeah, I think it was a bit heavy-handed but the thing that got me was the fact that <laughs> the linesman i don't think he got any decision wrong he actually flagged for the offside maybe understand like a bit of frustration if the linesman had flagged for like the seventh time that st johnston were offside it was before the second half even started that someone you were like why have they thrown that i think it was, was it not based on the the free kick that led to the second goal because you kind of jump over the tackle and everybody was claiming it was a dive i think is i think mm. where um it was still a free kick yeah uh, they hadn't jump over it then uh, it, was, it was a weird one it was just uh, i uh, as i said it, it was just uh, and i think you have sort of hit the nail on the head i think it's it's just it was an, accum- an accumulation uh i sort of, yeah a crescendo if you will of uh sheer frustration yeah in terms of what you guys have been watching over the past again what feels about 40 weeks of just sheer abject shite um <laughs> Let's not let's not dress it up. No. Um, <laughs> but we'll touch on something else uh, while we've got you here. Liam Doris, our announcer, if there's a substitution, you'll say off comes number 10, David Wotherspoon, replaced by number 17, Theo Bear. Simple as that. No Ooh. nicknames thrown in at all. Just just their names. <laughs> just their first and second name. And then the player coming off or the player coming on, just their first and second name. Not you, Liam. <laughs> Can you describe some of the nicknames you happen to throw into some of the players as they're being substituted on and off? Or just for the listeners that may not have heard. So there's only two that sort of get used a lot. And I, I have a perfect anecdote. I don't, I don't know if I've actually ever told you this, but the, the two nicknames that use most often are, for Scott Pittman, it's the Pumferston Playboy. Of Livingston, where he's from. And he's like the most quiet, shy wee guy on air. I think he's had the same bird since he was about fourteen. If, <laughs> so if there's a the Livingston, if there's a Livingston team team, you could call him the Pump Her Son Playboy. Uh, again, do you remember John Guthrie that played for us? Yes. They were doing like a draw, like community tickets, and uh, they were just pulling names out of a hat for who was getting the who was getting the community tickets, and one of them was Pumperston Primary School, and he <laughs> looked at it and went. 
Okay, so the tickets are going to pump her son <laughs> United <laughs> under twelves. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Sorry, so quickly. The thing is, pump isn't like a, a thing down south either. So he won't have even thought anything of it. I guess, like, that's the thing. Like, they, they probably shouldn't have chosen one of the most well-spoken English people I've ever met to <laughs> just, like, try, if he'd pulled out Brich or something as well. Like, it just would have been, <laughs> I got a lot of heat for this. So the other nickname is for Jason Holt. <laughs> I call him the muscle bra Javi. I don't even know who Javi is. I just know he played in central midfield. Um, and Jason Holt is it from Musselburgh. I need to interject there. That's not even a bit. So I've tried to speak to Liam about football many times. <laughs> it isn't Scottish football. And it's a fucking void. Yeah, and just... I thought for a while you were doing a bit like the typical don't care about the Premier League and all that. No, you just don't actually. Genuinely no. do not. I don't care and I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> So it was a, a game against uh, Ross County and we battered them all game. I think we had like 25 shots at goal, 20 on target, hammering them, but we couldn't score. They go up the field with five minutes to go <clears throat> and score on the break we lose 1-0 right and it was one of the first games that I was announcing and the man <laughs> the guy the head of media like sent me through the man of the mat and it was Jason Holt so I went over the tannoy and just went when we were 1-0 down to the poorest team in the league man of the match for the next number 18 the muscle bra Javi <laughs> but forgot to say his name yeah <laughs> <laughs> Then I just started going through Twitter and it was just like all six active Lovey fans on Twitter were just like, this announcer is cringe, like get this announcer. And then I had the head of security on the walkie-talkie being like, it was Jason Holt was man of the match. You were supposed to announce Jason Holt. And I went, fuck, I didn't even see his name. He was fucking livid that I was. <laughs> he wanted me sacked. I Martindale wanted rid of me. I, I like it took a lot of convincing to let me come back. Nah, he's a big fan of that. Is uh, did Jason Holt like the nickname though? No, he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still you still persevere with it. That is. Wait, he, doesn't, he doesn't. I don't think he knows who I am. So <laughs> <laughs> he's hardly going to come and find me. Um, that is the key. Just stay under the radar and then just call no. it whatever you like. Big fan no. of that. Can you tell everyone that I was the leak? Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> when we posted up on Twitter yesterday that uh, Cal Davidson left uh, in his car, it was uh, your good self, Liam, who was... Uh, and then you put it to them. Well, what was the source? I went, staff member at Livy, and you're like, take it down, take it down, take it down. Delete, delete, delete. So, but yeah. It was official. You, 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 you were first with out for and stuff. Livy safe, still got a good chance to get in top six where we are battling for relegation. Um, I would much rather be in your position, Liam, but it's a mm. pleasure as always to speak to you. Don't be a stranger. Fourth time on the podcast. Congratulations. I'm going for number five, baby. That I'm is it. Unless he's in the championship next year, then I'll have to become like an Arbroath fan or something. That is it. Come back. But oh, you came to Hibs with us as, as, for a wee day out. That's true, actually. And actually, a big shout out to, to Ryan and Dean Gordon. They, I, I met up with them and the guy got, um, it was t- I, I don't think they were from Livy. It was a guy that I grew up with um, that day. I met him in the pub, weirdly, and I didn't know that he supported St. Johnston. So I spoke to him and his brother three hours while I was waiting for you to arrive. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
But a big shout out to them because I'm sure they listen to the to the podcast and they're big Saints fans. So. Oh, good guys, and uh, yeah, um, I was in a, I was in a bad way yesterday, to be fair, which we'll discuss later on the podcast actually. But Liam, a pleasure as always, and we will see you maybe see you again by before the end of the season. Maybe, yeah, probably. We're not getting we're not getting. I like how you said a good chance. It needs to be a very specific set of circumstances for never getting top six. Don't don't relegate yeah, us. Do not relegate us. Oh, that would be quite good though. <laughs> like a wee bit of revenge for the cup final that'd be class <laughs> and on that bombshell Liam pleasure <laughs> see you later on fella thanks man nah, bye. Bye, bye. love you bye, bye what's the shop club shop of shame what's the shop club shop of shame what what's the shop club shop of shame what's the shop Shame. The club shop of shame. It's a feature everybody likes, and it doesn't. It means we don't have to talk about St Johnston Football Club, which is also a bonus. We were just going to do an episode, a whole hour of a uh, club shop of shame this week because we have we have got a right decent supply of content for this one, and this week is absolute. I would say this is like day one, week one vintage club shop of shame done. It's incredible. So we need to give a big thanks to pal Craig Middleton, and so he Craig has. He's just got us absolutely racing from across Europe. So, Sam, today we're going to go to Germany. Home of German things. Like Germans. <laughs> and things that are German. Yes. <laughs> and we have, we have got a thing here. Um, we're actually, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Hamburg and to the St. Pauli district of Hamburg. Is that where St. Pauli uh, base is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is actually very apt this week. I'm glad I've picked this. Um, I didn't even... It was a total fluke. So, Sam, you've lost a complete run of yourself. Oh, haven't I just? At the end of this week, you're going to be doing a... Well, you're going to be doing a frankly stupid thing, but for a very wonderful cause. So it's a wonderful thing. Snuck up pretty quickly, huh? It has. It's jumped up on you. It's really, really nice. Um Now, you'll be, you know... Because you're cycling 300 miles, you're going to need a lot of equipment, aren't you? You know, you're going to need it all. Every bit of bike gear you can get. Um, you're going to need a bit. You know, you're going to need the appropriate clothing, appropriate, um, I don't know what bikes have, tyres. You know, you're going to need, you know, a nice little thing for your water bottle. you need plenty of supplies on the way. Have you ever thought that you might need a bell? You know what? I did think this at one point, but usually I just shout excuse me, but even then, a bell would come in handy. Yeah, well, Sam. <laughs> I love the shop machine. Why don't you treat yourself to the St. Pauli Skull and Crossbones Bicycle Bell? How about I don't? <laughs> no, well, that's a very good answer. Um, uh, to be honest with you, mate, you're going to be cycling on a lot of um, like roads where you'll be mainly dealing with traffic. So M6, straight up the M6. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's that's going to go down well. Um, if I had a bell, would be okay. I'd take it back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, if you had a St. Pauli skull and crossbones bell, so people might think you're a pirate, right. you'd be especially safe. Total. Nobody, nobody would mess with you then, pal. Yeah. Um, Total badass, isn't it? Skull and crossbones. Oh, it is. It is. Pretty sure um, you'd be able to get one from Coral Island in Blackpool. My homestead. <laughs> Is there a description on it? Yeah. Item number SP203201. <laughs> Colour Schwarz. What's um, that? Is that black? Yeah, German for black. Motif. Sticker. Measures. Dirschmesser. Five centimetres. Material. Metal. 
Oh, so it's an alright one. That's your description. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So once again, we return to the big question of why. Yeah, it's one of them things where... See if there was a St. Johnson one, though. And they needed a bell from a bike. I'd think, why the hell not? (laughs) I was thinking this. You probably would. Actually, the more I think about this, because I'm going to get to the price now, eight euros. That is all right. <laughs> That's all right. I don't know how much a bike bell costs. I wouldn't. To be I, quite honest with near you, near die, but I I would probably, if it was under a tenner, yeah, I would I'd pay it. I think anything yeah. under a tenner would be all right for a bike bell. It's just a bit random. It's really random. That's what I'm. Yeah. So it probably does merit inclusion in the club shop of shame, but in the sort of section we have, that's we have to put this in for appearances, but it's not that bad. It's not, it's just, nobody needs it. If it was the Dutch, oh, they love a bike. maybe because they're daft for a bit of cycling. Yeah, I get that. Maybe maybe there is. I don't know, but I once stood in a cycle lane in Berlin because like, they're on the pavement and um, someone was ringing their bell quite vigorously. Maybe it was a Union Berlin bell. I don't know. If you've ever seen any other football team bicycle bells out there, Get in touch by all the usual social streams, but uh, there's, that's gone in the club shop machine, no doubt about it. Yeah, just for its just for its randomness, but it's one of the things where if you've got to do it, knock yourself out. I mean, we're not talking Ainsley Harriet Couscous here, are we? So <laughs> the Leeds United Ainsley Harriet Couscous will go down in history, but. If you do have anything to go into the club shop of shame, get in touch via all the social streams. We love it. And honestly, we've got loads backed up, but we'll promise we will get through them all. But it's time to turn to the importance of footballing action on Saturday. Saints are playing Hibs, Steve McLean's first match in the St. Johnson dugout. What do you think he'll change, if anything, Dan? It's really difficult to say. And I was actually, believe it or not, for once I actually thought about this beforehand um, of what I could say when this came up. But um, because we know Callum was um, quite like to be in control, so you do actually wonder how much influence Maka had over, you know, tactical decisions. I'd expect I'd expect changes. I think there was a, um, <laughs> there was a statement from Callum yesterday that um, he tried to simplify things, um, which... I didn't necessarily agree with because he put two, he put a winger and a lad who couldn't defend at fullbacks. So, um, or a very attacking wing back, I should say, not that he can't defend Adam Montgomery. But um, I'd expect he'd go four at the back. Do you think somebody like Gallagher might come back in? Do you think Brown might come back? I think someone like Gallagher, I think Gallagher might come back in. I think Jimmy Brown will probably go to right back. And I think Dre will get pushed up the wing. Don't know whether he'll go four four two, but I think there'll be. I think he will. Yeah, I think he will actually try and simplify it. It'd be harsh on Adam Montgomery because I don't think he's done bad at all. But I mean, just got to be round pegs in round holes. Yeah. From from now on, and I, I think he's clever enough to, Macker. He's clever enough to know that. So um, I think I don't know. He's um, I don't know what his coaching team looks like. Um, I'd imagine it'll be Alec Cleland and and Liam. As well, you imagine Liam will probably be a bit more involved day to day, so sort of on the training park. So yeah, it's um, it, it's going to be a tough um, it's going to be a tough introduction as well because Hibs are doing pretty well at the minute. But I have no idea. I think I, I, right, I'm going to try and name a side here just for my own sanity. Remy Brown, Gordon, Considine, Gallagher, Phillips, McPherson, Wotherspoon. I'm going four three three. I've decided now. 
Felix McPherson, Wotherspoon, Dre. I think he'll push. I, I was just saying about round pegs and round holes, but I think he'll probably push May out to the left and fail. Things I would have said Rudden. I would have said uh, possibly Rudden. Yeah, right and Spinney on the wings with McPherson yeah. and Dan Phillips in the middle. Rudden and May up top in the back four. Goalkeeper, you suggested, but as with it everything, be, yeah, it could be an old fashioned 4 4 2 like that. And you know what? It's there for a 4 4 2. The players are there for it. Yeah, attacking well, who team. Knows? But who knows what we'll get, but it'll be very exciting. Uh, also on Saturday, it is the Saints in the Community Community Day, where they'll be doing a few bits and pieces. And earlier on, I caught up with CEO Fran Smith to talk about the day. So I am once again joined by friend of the show. It's CEO Fran Smith of Saints in the Community. How are you, fella? I'm not too bad. Yourself, Sam? Oh, very, very well. Um, must be a busy old time for you at the, the club at the minute with the Easter uh, holiday camps. Oh, it's been very busy for the team. Um, we've been seeing over 200 kids over the fortnight, I think. Maybe even more than that. I think it was 62 per day in the first week. So yeah, well over 500 attendees over the camp so it's been really busy for the football department the project department have also we've been doing a holiday hunger program which a lot of people wouldn't see so we do that kind of in isolation in the background just because of uh, sometimes people feel a stigma attached to that sort of thing so yeah we've also seen 32 kids um, at holiday hunger camps over the, the Easter break as well brilliant that's this kind of thing there's always something going on behind the scenes it always it's not always in the kind of in the spotlight but always the 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 hard work always going on behind the scenes yeah definitely definitely and we've been working hard over the last two weeks around our new strategy launch as well which is uh for those that come along this weekend they'll see a soft launch of it um and then we'll have a, a launch wider to the business community and things as we we start to see us move into the new financial year in june under a new kind of strategy for the next three years. Brilliant. And let's talk about the the weekend coming up. Uh, the Saints in the Community Community Day is uh, the last home match of well before pre-split. Where what what will people see in and around the club if they uh, if they come to the match on Saturday? What we'll see from kind of the Saints Community team is we will have um, some stuff going on in the Merton Suite, a little raffle. We'll have the bucket collections as always outside the ground to see if anyone wants to support Saints Community. Inside the ground, we'll have um, some flags going about. We'll have um, player escorts with every player on the way out. We'll also have halftime entertainment. Um, we'll have you hopefully arriving at some point <laughs> after your cycle. Um, Fingers crossed. And just basically, yeah, um, in the, the hospitality suites will be Danny talking to people around what kind of the trust is doing. So, you know, it's a, it's a start. It's our first ever one to be held at McDermott Park. We're really thankful of um, the club for allowing us to hold our community day. You'll have seen this all through some other clubs that have these big community days. And for the last two weeks or last month, we've been doing the hashtag more than football mm -hmm. campaign with the EFDN, European Football Development Network. So this culminates that and we'll hopefully put in for the more than football award for our neurodiverse projects around our autism and our ADHD projects. But yeah, so you're going to see lots. And then after the game, um, win, lose or draw, hopefully win. Um, we'll be back down in the Merton Suite for people to come along. Um, and yeah, generally just find out more about Saints in the community, find out what we're doing, find out the plans. And, and any money raised, obviously, through this, which gets added to your already fantastic total that you've put in there of three and a half thousand pounds, just about. <laughs> yeah, that which is ridiculous. Long, that will go a long way 
towards helping some of our different projects. Um, so whatever we make at the weekend, we'll do that. Um, hopefully the players will be out in the warm-up in some warm-up tops with Saints and the community on them. They'll be signed and they'll be auctioned off after the game as well. Um, and and like I say, any money raised from the fantastically generous St Johnston supporters um, will go back into the community. It's not there to make money for the club. It's there to put back into the community and make sure that we can change people's lives in the community. That's it. And that's what it's all about at the, the end of the day. Um, the relationship with the club is obviously grown stronger over over the piece um where it used to be kind of very much two separate entities it does seem to the club have 100 percent taken on board what you guys are trying to achieve within within perth the club have been very supportive and, and obviously charlie fraser the vice chair is a trustee on our board um and ian flackerty and roddy grant at the club have been fantastic and 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 even steve and the rest of the directors um it's it's been great to build that partnership. When I came in, I said, I think when I first met you, my biggest win in all of this will be to that partnership working to show that we can just deliver what the club need to deliver in the community and build that community club spirit. That is it. And uh, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing because of your guys' fantastic work. Um, I'll be delighted if I make it for kickoff. If not, in the Mutant Suite, I know they say I'll be in there, so I will be uh, have a lager ready for me, even if I make it after kickoff. I will be in there. Um, uh, and I very much look forward to seeing you next week. Hope it goes tremendously well. And if I'm there before kickoff, even better, and I can get involved as well. But as I say, with everything about Saints of Community, go and Google Saints of Community. Everything about them and what they're up to is on available online, and it's dead simple. If you want to get your kids involved in the football as well, which my little Miles was the first week, he had an absolutely brilliant time. Absolutely knackered, but uh, a, a fun time had by all. As always, please get in touch and help out uh, whatever you can. And Fran, Excellent. Thank, thank you as always, my friend, and we'll see you on Saturday. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, Cheers. Fran. Cheers, mate. See you. Bye-bye. Fran's a nice guy. Yeah, and if you can get involved with any of that uh, the fundraising for them, do get involved on Saturday. Well, want to get involved with my fundraising. I think it's now just shy of three and a half thousand pounds for my cycle, which is this weekend. So if you see me out and about uh, on a bike, um, give me a honk, give me a wave. You can still donate at justgiven.com forward slash fundraising forward slash dogger saints. Uh, and obviously the prize pot is massive. And we've got a, an inclusion, a, a final inclusion going into the bungle, Dan. To finish it all off, it's an absolute belter and it's from everybody's favourite St. Johnson fan at the minute. Steve oh. Bright. Oh. <laughs> a man who is the nicest man in the world but should stay off the St. Johnson banter page. I know he listens. Steve, you heard it from me here first. Stay off the St. Johnson banter page. It'll do your mental health no good whatsoever. Do you not get bantled. Exactly. But he is offered, whoever wins the prize bungle, he's going to draw you. And that is a brilliant prize. He did us, uh, did me and Dan uh, last year, and it was brilliant. And he's obviously, the, the photo of Callum with the two cups from our cover art today done as well. He's obviously, he drew banana man, did super soon. That'll be a brilliant memento for you to get. And uh, he's kindly offered up his time to to do that for the winner. So we'll organise um, that uh, near the time when the winner gets announced, and hopefully we'll get the draw done at some point next week. Yeah, and I mean, Steve is he's a great guy. I mean, people might have disagreements with with him on the bantle. Um, but he really is. He's a lovely fella. He's always been tremendously nice with us. And um, yeah, and he's a really, really talented guy as well. So this is a brilliant, uh, brilliant prize to add in. 
Uh, it's no tea with Dan, but we uh, we go again. Exactly. That is still up for grabs as well. Win dinner with Dan. Um, I've not found out the finer details about that one. Um, oh, but on this point, uh, there was a Murray Davidson signed shirt getting raffled off uh, in the dogger for Laura Eagleton. I can't remember who won it, but the third prize was take Laura out for drinks. Do you know who won that? Go Terry on. Buchanan. Oh, dearie me. That will be absolute carnage if you know who these people are. Uh, if not, this little section will mean absolutely nothing to you. But, <laughs> no. and obviously, as we know, before the Hibs game on Saturday, as well as all the Saints community stuff, look out for them. Hot pink cagoules doing the rounds outside the, the Ormond stand shop as Dan and Colin and the team are back with the food bank. The foodie bee. I live <laughs> to give. No, honestly, I've, we've been through it all, you know, for the last few weeks. And as folk have been so generous and we just ask you to, still continue to be as generous as you can be it means an awful lot and it helps a lot in our in our community keep an eye out for us um it'll be a good old be a good old day around there around mcdermott on on saturday um until three o'clock also i'm not actually really um really hit upon this yet we've had bucket collections out as well um for folk that haven't uh, been able to bring a food collection down it's clever they go to say it's in the community but that's food-based projects from Saints in the community. So it does all tie in. Uh, and we've made, raised a tremendous amount for that uh, the last few weeks. So um, I have to give a shout out to one girl, Ross County fan. Um, obviously had a fabulous day last week. A massive bag of food and sort of put in the pot. So if for whatever reason she's a Ross County fan and listens to this, thank you ever so much and please get in touch. But um, also just very quickly, I don't know why I'm advertising this, but uh, second meeting in the fans forum. Yes! Is on tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> what a hoot and a holler this is going to be probably maybe it's not going to be as bad as what it might have been before 1 p.m today i'll tell you what right, i've got to chair this thing as well tomorrow we're doing a rotating chair um because of my day job and stuff because clock meetings i said i'd do the first one just kind of a rough idea about it but um a rotating chair remember there's our nightclub in edinburgh had a revolving dance floor that was always special one in Blackpool as well. Syndicate. Syndicate, yeah. That was a good nightclub. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, second meeting of fans forum tomorrow. Get down, um, seven o'clock start. And we've got uh, we've got Gus McPherson there as well. Gus is gonna give a little, I don't know how best how to put it, um, probably sort of a presentation, but it's not gonna be all PowerPoints and stuff like that. He's just gonna have a chat and uh, discuss his role at the club and and whatnot. And we've got a few, few other items of business there. So uh, get yourselves down come on if you don't turn up so good stuff and thanks for listening we'll be back next week I don't know when maybe Monday or Tuesday next week I could be in a, in a world of pain but we'll, we'll find out but thanks again for listening it's been quite the week in St. Johnson land Mick McCarthy could be here for the job but again we just have to thank the fine people of Starna Apparel for helping us and don't forget Dogger Saints at the checkout for 10% discount and they've got a cracking summer range in now as well 10% on us you're all that and I'm wearing a Stana um, t-shirt right now. You have got it was just, you were wearing the exact same outfit you were yesterday. <laughs> yeah, sure was. <laughs> I was in a bad way yesterday, to be fair. <laughs> just gonna say, I mean need to come up with a funny to round off the well, it's been a bit of an up and down episode, but um <laughs> so I was on the bus going through, I was meeting you through next, you had a full car. I was getting Snapchats off my mate, and I'm like, I'm like, he's driving. Uh, and then I opened it up. I thought we'd not set off. And then I opened it up, and it was uh, you over the you lying on the verge at the side of the motorway. Bit hungover, and I got kind of got a, a little rush of sweats, and I, I really just wanted <laughs> oh. the world to 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 end me there and then.
I was we've, in a bad We've way. all been there. That was me before Liam Gallagher, by the way. Oh, dear God. That was exactly it. So, yeah, uh, hot car, raging hangover, not ideal. But, and the football didn't help either. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always there. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. Goodbye.